Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hey guys, welcome to, uh, well, this is this is really the start of something new for us. We are um, beginning our, are we calling this a reread or a read? No, it's, it's a, a read. Well, we never read it. Well, well we I mean, did we, read it. we did read it. We never <laughs> podcasted it. Okay, we're beginning our first podcast of, of a Game of Thrones, the very beginning tip of the iceberg of A Song of Ice and Fire. Um, we're starting today with the prologue chapter. Um I'm Chicky. I'm at the Chickren on Twitter, and I have with me uh, Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and I'm at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And Lot. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth. I'm in various places. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know her username. Um, <laughs> Aren't you I know Lyle your username. Hart. What does that say about me? <laughs> and Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. I'm glad you at least know your username. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Even I know that one. Um, so I guess we should probably always give a trigger warning for discussions of rape because we never know when we're going to talk about Game of Thrones, which usually brings that up. And then um, uh, spoilers, I guess, despite the fact that this is the beginning, <laughs> the beginning chapter, um, we will spoil everything up through what we know about the winds of winter. So watch out if you're thinking you can follow along with us and stay unspoiled. We're, we're, we're probably not a good, a good podcast for virgin readers of the series. Mm. Um, unless you like spoilers and then tune right in. I will say t- we probably, well, I, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll uh, put everything in order on the uh, Podbean site too. So if people want to actually read and follow along, we have a nice little glossary of our episodes posted by category. So we can update that section. We do. I think it's in the Song of Ice and Fire section, right? On our mm-hmm. site. Yep. And I should say, maybe just say it now really quickly at the beginning. Um, we have already recorded episodes for many, many chapters in um, the Song of Ice and Fire series. And we're not going to re-record, despite the fact that we did just re-record several chapters um, over the last six months. We're not going to re-record um, as we do this read through a Game of Thrones. So, um, we've done like all of Tyrion's chapters and Catelyn's, and I think we've done some other random ones from this book. So we're just going to repost those for the weeks when they come up. So um, if you feel like you're hearing something that's come out of a time warp one week, that's why. <laughs> It'll be like so, some random like optimism about like season six of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, God. Or like the 2016 like, U.S. presidential election. There oh could God. be for all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of spoilers. <laughs> be a lot of things that didn't age well. <laughs> For sure. I feel like that makes me want to listen to them more, actually. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be embarrassing. Okay, so we jump into the prologue of A Game of Thrones, and um, it's a really easy chapter to follow along with because it just has three characters, really, in it. Um, you've got uh, Waymer Royce... Um, Will and Garrett, and these are men of the Night's Watch who are 
um, off on a ranging mission north of the wall. And they have been uh, tracking a group of wildlings, it seems like, for some time. I guess they must have been sent off deliberately to track this group, it seems like. that's what it sounds like. So um, this is from the POV of Will, who's a younger guy. um, And he is a really good tracker. He's very silent in the woods and he has gone and scouted out this group of wildlings that they're chasing. And he sees that their camp is completely full of dead people. And he uh, comes back to report this to Waymer Royce, who is his (laughs) commander and to Garrett. And um, I feel like you just kind of have to set up the, the, the reality of the situation here, which is that Waymer Royce, did they say his age? I mean, he's like an, uh, he's he's 18. He's 18. Yeah. Um, Will, I think, is older than than Waymer Royce. And Garrett, who's the other man of the Night's Watch who's with them, is in his 50s. And um, these these guys have a lot more experience than Waymer Royce, who this is his first mission beyond the wall, I believe. But because he's highborn, of course, he gets to be he's the authority. He gets to be he's the officer. Let's put it that way. Um, this is like Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of commentary on a lot of things, definitely commentary on uh, enlisted men versus officers in the in the armed forces. I just like I have to note too, like how much time George spent like describing Royce's uh, clothing and his fine cloak and his leather gloves. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a you know, I, I will probably get into it, but there's a pretty strong theory about why he's spending all this time describing him, too. So. Um, oh yeah, you know there's well, there's a reason beyond just I think putting us naturally on like Will's side. I think. Will would care to share? <laughs> well, so I mean, not to usurp the whole the whole thing, but there's oh, please a do. there's a great Reddit theory that um, basically states that the others are tracking and targeting Waymer Royce because they've been tipped off by Craster that someone that looks like a highborn Stark is um, is out beyond the wall, and they think that that person is important, and so they're tracking these men and, you know, eventually trapping them. And then it gets more, we can get more into that as, you know, that confrontation actually happens, but it's a pretty, pretty compelling theory. Mm-hmm. So, like, the description of, of um, hmm. Waymer Royce as it, compares to like what we'll see with the description of Jon Snow, um, they're really similar and that mm-hmm. this theory would say is like super important that the others think that this is, this could be a Stark of importance, basically. Yeah, I read that theory when it came out too. I mean, who fucking knows? It's possible. Uh, <laughs> so, basically, Will Will reports back that these guys are dead, but Waymer Royce needs to see for himself. Um, he's very arrogant um, about it, and um, it's getting toward dark, and both Will and Garrett are, are feeling kind of, I don't know, I guess an eeriness about what's going on around them. They don't like, um, like, it, it's funny, it's just, it's kind of all about them sensing something kind of being wrong around them. They don't seem to know exactly, um, and so they basically have a <laughs> a little bit of a standoff between Garrett, who's 50, I want to say again, and has been at the wall for 40 years, I think, and Waymer Rice, who is Royce, who is on his first ranging above the wall, but has the command. And um, 
Garrett's like, no, we're, we, we should just go back. Like, you know, let's get out of here. And Waymer Royce just basically makes fun of him and is like, let's go see, um, has to go see for himself. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting symbolism throughout here. Like we were talking about with the way that the Waymer Royce is kitted out. He's yeah. He's got the really fancy fur cloak, sable cloak, isn't it? Or what is it? I think it's sable. Something. Um, and he's, he's got a, a jeweled sword and he's got, you know, all this stuff. And like Will and Garrett are clearly very poor, low class guys without any of the trappings. And Waymer also has a Destrier, which is like a knight's horse. Mm. Whereas the other two have just like normal horses that are clearly better suited to what they're doing. And poor Garrett is like missing both of his ears and some fingers, I think from, you know, from frostbite over the years. So He's missing a lot more than the sable cloak. Yeah. The one, I mean, yeah. like, I have some sympathy for Waymer Royce in here, but, the, you know, the one thing that he was kind of a dick about was he, when he tells Garrett, well, you should have dressed more warmly. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Asshole. Way to go, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah. He's a dick about a lot of things. So he basically calls Garrett a coward at one point, And it's like, oh, my God. I, at one point, Will's, like, thinking about that he, he thinks Garrett's getting so angry that he might actually draw his weapon. And he's like, he, he's like, he wouldn't give <laughs> Waymer Royce a chance in hell, basically, against Garrett. And yeah. I, I, love, I love it. It's, it's just such a good, clearly. Yeah. Well, the real line is, like, the, the blood rush to what was left of his ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like the most George line like ever. We don't know it at the time, you know. I, I mean, I do appreciate that he doesn't completely stack the deck against Waymer Royce, though, because there's that thing where, you know, Will's reporting. He's he's making Will report about the dead wildlings, and you know, Will and Garrett are basically trying to convince him that they froze to death, and you know. Waymer Royce is smart enough that he susses it out that, no, they know the wall is weeping. They know it hasn't been cold enough for people to literally be freezing to death. Like, he's arrogant, and he's, you know, he's arrogant, he's, and he's young, but he's smart, and we find out that he is brave. You know, it's just, you know, he's, he, it's kind of an unfortunate case of mistaken identity in a way, because, you know, he'd learn, and he'd think he'd get that arrogance, like, beaten out of him a little bit you know but he's not like a dumb he's not a yeah because i mean i think he is dumb i mean like i i know he realizes the thing about the ice and the snow but like so do will and garrett they they're just trying to find a way to get him out of there because they know that it's a bad situation it's not like they don't know what temperature it is i think you know i think he's i do think he's smart i think he could have think there's hope for him or there there would have been been hope for him him. Well, there's a part, too, where they talk about, like, coming upon the scene, and then there's, like, weapons that have been left behind, or a bladed, double-bladed axe, which would have been valuable. Like, why would anyone just leave that there? So, like, there's these, like, red flags that he just clearly ignored. Well, just, well how yeah, much of that is, is, like, stupidity, and how much of that is an experience? Because those are two different things. I think it's experience and belief, just, I mean, because he has... Mm, okay, he, let's see... Let's He's say you like, come across an abandoned campsite, and lying in the middle of the campsite was a Rolex watch. <laughs> well, I mean, this is me. I would take the Rolex and I, run I guess south, what like, obviously. <laughs> well, Save myself. I guess That's- what I'm saying is, is how much of this is, like, 
because we're hearing this from Will. We're not hearing this from Waymar, right? Unless I read that totally wrong. I mean, we're no, hearing from yeah. Will's <laughs> perspective. So, I mean, Will is is clocking all those things. That doesn't mean Waymar is. I mean, is that because he's... I guess what I'm saying is, is this the case of somebody who's come straight out of, let's say, West Point, has never done any battle, and is now out there in the field... And he's not a stupid guy, but doesn't know what he's doing, or is there no hope for him? Does no, I mean, I think he, is he that dumb? I think, I think the there's former. no hope for him. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> part of doing what he's doing, leading men and any any young lordling who's been raised well to be a soldier, um, knows you listen to your scouts and you listen to people who know better than you. Yeah. Um, it's one of the first things we learned from Jamie. You know, you shut up first and listen to what everyone has to say. And then you kind of make a decision. And okay. that's not what he does. He does like here he's got somebody who's been in the night's watch for 40 years saying, we need to get out of here. <laughs> and by ignoring that, you're showing you don't understand the core, you know, survival instincts and and actual, you know, smartness skills that are gonna get you out of this mess. Um, he's obviously not a complete idiot, but neither are the other two. Anyway, so we have this whole scene. Oh, God, this is terrible. So Garrett stays behind, and Will and, and Waymer go up to look at this camp again because Waymer Royce has to see for himself what's going on. And again, he's, like, ignoring advice. Will's like, you, you need a knife, not a sword. But the Waymer Royce, Royce, you know, draws his sword, and he's, like, tromping through these woods, like, you know, probably making a ton of noise, leaving a huge trail. And they go and look at this camp, and all of the bodies are gone. And I think it's just getting dark, right, as this is happening. It's really eerie. It's fucking terrifying, actually, the way that it's written. Because Will knows something is very wrong. Um, so, Waymer Royce tells Will to climb up a tree and look and see what he can see. And he's, like, laughing at Will, like, ha-ha, these guys aren't dead. See, none of them are here. So, <laughs> Will goes and climbs the tree. And when he does, suddenly some of the others, who are the bad guys of this series... <laughs> come out of the woods and um, one of them faces down with Waymar Royce. And this is where Waymar Royce does get his moment because he is very, very brave here. Yeah. Very stupid and very brave um, standing up against the other. It's just so refreshing to read George's take on the others as opposed to what the quote unquote white walkers ended up being Mm -hmm. on the show. Right. Yeah, I was trying to like visualize that armor. Like it, it sounded like almost like a, or it read like a very smooth mirror-like kind of surface. Doesn't it sound like Terminator Two almost? Like yeah, the Terminator, like the like metallic, yeah. And their swords, God, like these crystal swords. They're clearly ice swords or something. And the fact that they speak, they have a language. Yeah. Like they're talking and it's like crackling ice. And, well, and, this is and where... you can hear tone as well when they're talking to each other. Yeah. Like they talk yeah. about them like laughing cruelly and stuff. So there's like tone in what they're saying. Well, and this is where that theory comes in too, because the theory says that, you know, they think that this is a, you know, that they think that this is a Stark of some importance, which is why it's this group of others, which we've never, we never see again at this point. Right. Cause these are not whites. These are, right. these are others. These are other see, others. Yeah. You know, six of them together. And they're like, that first little bit is testing, is testing this person. They think this is going to be like a really big deal. And 
you know, Waymarose <laughs> kind of fails that skill test, and then they start mocking him. And then when the sword, when a sword disintegrates, essentially shatters, then they know, like, no, this isn't this isn't the one. And then it's like game on, or game over, I guess, more appropriately. Hmm. So, do we think he was inf- influenced by Terminator Two? Did that? Oh, I have no idea. It did. Nineteen ninety one. Huh. Oh. And Game of Thrones is nineteen ninety six. Yeah, but oh my started, God, I started think writing this in ninety one. You know. There you go. It went to the it's movies. The Terminator. <laughs> oh my God. T one. <laughs> was it? Wait, was Terminator one or Terminator two? I thought Terminator 2 was in the 80s. We're going to see this in college. Okay. Yeah, I I went to see it in college with somebody who felt I would be unable to follow the plot because I had not seen Terminator (laughs) 1. And spoiler alert, I was. But I'm thinking we found an influence. Well, I I didn't even think that. Wow. When I was reading it um, today, I I, to me, I was like, it almost sounded alien-like, like space or like hyper techie. I never yeah. thought of that. Or is that a theory? Does somebody have a theory that the others are aliens? Is that a theory? I feel like I read that somewhere a while ago, but I can't really oh, speak I... to it. Yeah. Oh, no. There's the, if the, if the, there's a theory. Like, just, <laughs> there's just a theory say that. for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ancient there. aliens. And why I've changed my mind about the others again. A Reddit thread. There's oh, also God. a theory about dragons. Yeah. There's a bunch. I mean, not all theories are created equal, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, Waymer is killed here and Will is watching all of this from high up in the tree, terrified. And he waits quite a while after Waymer is killed before he gets down and goes to look at his body. Um, and he thinks, oh, I better, uh, we should say Waymer Royce's sword was shattered in this in this fight because his sword kept getting frost on it when it was like going up against the sword of the other, um, which is must clearly be made of ice. I don't know how it's ice that doesn't shatter, but anyway. Um, and so Will picks up the sword and then turns around and Waymer's like alive again or something, and his eyes are blue. Perfect he, horror movie like yeah cut scene <laughs> basically. He starts choking poor Will to death. Um, end prologue. This is so good. I, so, you know, you forget. He's such a good little short story writer, George. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot how zippy this book is. Like, it goes fast, man. I was like, I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's it, kind of nice, isn't it? It's so... <laughs> It's lean writing, but at the same time, it feels very rich. Like, all those little details, but at the same time, it doesn't feel... You know, it's just... It's so good. Less bloat. Yeah. It just establishes, you know, right away, the stakes of the story. The super... You know, the supernatural stakes. And while, you know, it's funny that this is the book title, The Game of Thrones, yet it's the one that, you know, the very first chapter is, like, you know, this is this game is bullshit. Like this is the real game. Well, yeah, exactly. Kyle. Like I, I, I feel like, you know, I never really appreciated how well, I mean, I always like, was like, look, George started this series with the others. He's going to end the fucking series with the others. But like more than that, like he does such a good job of illustrating um, 
the arrogance and stupidity of the nobility and their entire feudal system and how it just victimizes <laughs> small folk at like every turn. And, you know, what gets prioritized is, you know, um, the vanity and arrogance and quote unquote honor of these noble houses as opposed to just like common sense a lot of the time. I mean, it's really, uh, I mean, it's almost just like a perfect allegory for what you're going to see happen in the series. I I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I, even I underestimate George with how, how clever he can be with this stuff. So I have a question then. Uh, when Will dropped that sword um, and we know like I a spoiler that he makes it through, <laughs> Um, well, it's actually Garrett that makes it. Is it no, Garrett? Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Never mind. You know why you're confused? I think they flipped it in the show. Yeah, they should. Because they, yeah. they never name them actually in the um, not. in Brand One. So yeah, that's why I am confused. Yeah. No. Poor Will. <laughs> poor Will doesn't make it. He didn't have a chance. So, Guile, is part of the theory that they were looking for John, is part of it because they don't bother to kill Will or Garrod? Yeah, I mean, well, I think part of it is that, you know, they they basically leave Will for a white, for, you know, for death by, like, white almost accidentally, and they leave Garrod alive. And then just the fact that they, you know, they must have thought that this was going to be some, like, quite worthy opponent that they might need, like, backup which is why you had, like, the six others there. And um, we find out, like, it goes into, there's, we find out in Craster's, um, in Craster's chapters that he, he, you know, that Waymer Royce in this group passed through, passed through Craster's. So Craster would have known it would have been information that he could have passed on to the others. Um, and then just the fact, too, that, they obviously have been having this foreboding sense for days, so they're being tracked, and then they're being trapped by you know the death of these wildlings and stuff. Um, yeah, it's really. I mean, it seems it, it seems dead on to me. Like I'm even I'm looking I'm doing this reread with the illustrated copy of a Game of Thrones, and even the illustration of Waymer Royce and the first illustration we have of John, they look really similar. <laughs> like, they definitely are drawn oh, to they? look a lot alike. Yeah. I should look okay. at the comics because there are some hints in the comics too. I never thought oh, yeah. to. And for the well, um, for the Sansa John shippers, um, we also find out that when Waymer Royce stopped at Winterfell on his way up to the wall, and Sansa fell madly in love with him. Um, yeah. With oh. her, her like probably like eleven year old, you know that eleven year old love. So. Um, so he was likes, a snack. <laughs> yeah, and she likes <laughs> men who look like Jon Snow. <laughs> Oh no! Don't give them any fuel. Know, as if this is a thing in the books. Yep, I'm for it. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, God, send Dark your fan sense. mail too. <laughs> <laughs> they are cousins. It's fine. Yeah, but they were raised as siblings. Like, I know. Like, I'm being. Any, does I'm, no one no, have no, adopted no, 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 no. family members? I mean, like I am being obnoxious. I get it. I get oh. it. I really do. I don't like, get it either because your they're adopted racist. brother is one hundred percent your brother. Oh my god! No, no I it's get super it. Gross. I, I just totally want to like. I just want to see Stark fans like eat it a little bit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> I'm here for the petty reasons. <laughs> That's all we've got now. A lot. I don't right? mean to ship shame. <laughs> I understand why people ship Johnson from the show. Like it's kind of legit there. <laughs> 
Okay, anybody oh, have God. anything what else about this? What is this turned into? <laughs> I know, I know. It's already just off the rails. <laughs> anybody have anything else about this chapter? No, I think I'm... I just like a hard no. This is a personal thing, but like I feel like how appropriate that we're starting this chapter right as we get into winter. <laughs> yeah. Where I am. Oh, yeah. 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 As opposed to where we are. <laughs> well... Some of you are not. Well, one of you. Some are of you not. are actually more in winter, right? I guess, Kyle. Yeah. You must be in the thick Kyle of it and I right are now. Further north than you are even. Damn. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, but well, you I know don't Kyle. Feel snow, chicken? Do you? What? You don't really know. Oh well, maybe you do. I don't know. We all know winter. Okay, we just well, okay. everybody know. just give your home address right now. <laughs> no, no, I just, like. It's like those people who live in like Galveston who freak out the one time in 20 years there's a snowflake. Yeah, but you know what? If it rained for two days straight, like it doesn't, like it did in Galveston, I'd be losing my shit. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, like, it's like understanding the known. Like, you know, you live in Florida, you're probably not going to know. I mean, I was just somewhere where um, a vendor was giving out snow scrapers, and there were like people who were like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Cause they're not from is where you deal with that. So now we're all going to have to get used to that kind of uneasiness. Thank you. Climate change. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> who knows what we're all going to end up with in a year or two. <laughs> do we have any mail on this chapter? We do. We got um, some specific questions from, well, not totally specific, but the subreddit. Um, and we got one from wax paper door. Actually, these are both kind of similar, so maybe I'll read them both out. Um, uh, Wax Paper Door writes, more of a general question, but I would love to hear what everyone thought might follow after reading the prologue or first impressions on how you thought the rest of the book would pan out after learning that winter was coming. Actually, there are two separate questions, so we'll pause there. I had started watching the show when I read the book, so yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that my first impressions were at all useful in this case. So, Chicky, I think it's all on you. I have no memory of any specific impressions, I don't think, after this. I have very few memories from my first read-through. Very few. No, I don't think I have. <laughs> Got nothing for you here. I don't yeah. remember what I thought. I remember like reading all of the books after I watched the first season and then read all the books like over one Christmas break. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, totally. All five. Foggy. God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can read pretty quick. Good for you. I remember being read. freaked out, but I was freaked out by the show. I mean, and I thought that was something they handled pretty well, which is not something you'll hear me say much these days. Um, but I, I had already seen season two at that point, so I don't think I had any general sense. Um, We had another question from Buck O'Hare, who asks, how do you feel differently about the prologue now that we have seen to to the other's menace? I'm sorry, can you repeat the end of that question? How do you feel, or I think it's, do you feel differently about the prologue now that we have seen an end to the others i guess i reject that the other reject is, the question yeah we didn't we see the others the yeah we didn't see it <laughs> i feel <laughs> the same 
I feel like they're two totally different things because in the show, there's far more sentience. I mean, I know we just talked about a plot in which they knew like a Stark was coming or whatever, but part of what creeped me out so much about the idea of the others is that in the books is that they're not, this is not an entity you can sit down to at like the table and like, you know, okay, we'll keep out of your area. You know, like, you can't do negotiations with them. Well, but They're, you can. Mm. I mean, that's sort of part of what the show, I think, misses because Craster has explicitly done that. And we see that they have a language. We see that yeah. there's, like, a story yes. going on. I don't like, know. They have their own mythology. And, like, that's I th- But the show kind of made them far more... They made them I less... I don't know. The show... Less of a... They met less otherworldly, less... Yeah, and much less otherworldly. The, I mm-hmm. think the show just removed a lot of the magic from them. From them, I, um, I don't know. Made them seem like humans with blue skin. Yeah, which um, makes them far less creepy. Like yeah, were red, way more creepy and yeah, just alien. I, I mean, I'm not saying they are aliens, but yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. They're they're far scarier in the books and uh, far less easy to defeat in the books. Obviously. Right, you know, like they can swim for one thing. Yeah, and well, we just don't. In the water. <laughs> we don't but know like, how they work, and I don't know that the show has necessarily told us exactly how they work either. What I like too, what you can get from reading about these guys is um, the, the sense and the te- the change of temperature, and like it just the atmosphere as you're reading completely changes, and it kind of just puts you yeah. on edge. Yeah. It's, yeah, the show just did well, not like very, do like the like snow a, and the cold that comes with them. And the other thing was the show would show them in daylight, whereas in the books we haven't seen an actual other in daylight at all. Like mm-hmm. they they don't do anything in the daylight, I don't think. Mm-hmm. They're creatures of the night, which is, you know, terrifying. Oh yeah, that makes them way more creepy and that actually ties into the world a bit more and the the change of the coming of winter and it being long dark nights right. and that's elevates yeah. the yeah. threat yeah yeah anything is that, that it is for mail? mail okay those yeah. are good questions actually gosh this is a good chapter though oh he's good with these little just encapsulated things yeah. Um, so I guess if you want to send us fan mail, please do. I want to remind everybody that we are very much pre-recording episodes. And for these, for this chapter read, we're actually recording episodes oftentimes up to a month early. So please send your, your questions in early if you know we're going to hit a chapter eventually that you have some questions about. We would love to get your questions, though. So you can send those to um, close the door and at gmail.com or you can always send us anons on tumblr which is close the door and come here.tumblr.com and please feel free to look us up on twitter which is um at door podcast why do i always forget that gosh because i've usurped it (laughs) (laughs) i am the usurper Usurper. And as always, we very much appreciate our patrons who help us pay our hosting fees to keep bringing you episodes. Um, You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash close the door. I'm pretty sure. Um, And of course, we love to get reviews on Apple Music or anywhere that or I mean, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you're listening to podcasts. We would love to get a review. Um, And if there's nothing else, I guess I'm closing the door. Get out.